Hey everybody, welcome back to Talking Goofs, old Goofcast. Uh, I'm Aaron Naylor. Uh, so what's up, Nailheads? How you been? How you doing? Happy uh, fall of Western civilization. We're all having a good time. Uh, everything's going tits up, as the Brits would say. Um, dicks up, as uh, I would say. Because I only think about wieners. <clears throat> no tits for me. But anyway. Uh, welcome back to Talking Goofs. This is a podcast about uh, jokes. Specifically mine. And also comedy stuff. Uh, I am a comedian. In Kansas City. I am... Uh, I don't remember if I talked about this on the last one. But uh, I, have, I will be moving to Chicago. In... Like a month and a half. A couple months something like that towards the end of august uh pretty excited gonna be a lot of fun hopefully probably uh probably fuck around and get uh attention from new people that'll be fun that's what i'm looking forward to the most is uh my old jokes sound uh seeming sounding new to new people that's a that's a fun time for me. That's why you go on tour so much. Why I go on why I go on the road. Uh, not a lot. I uh, I <clears throat> I think some people would consider me a road comic. I don't really think so because when I think of road comics, I think of like you know like the Sam Talents and uh, some of those guys like Mo Alexander, um, of course Rena Calm. Go buy Rena's album. It just came out uh, wherever you can get albums. She's very funny. But yeah, like the the people who are gone like 40 weekends out of the year. Uh, I'm definitely not gone 40 weekends out of the year. I wish I was. That'd be cool. But I, I've really... Um, this is going to be a vulnerable episode because I'll be talking about... Uh, not really vulnerable, but just stuff that I wouldn't normally talk about, like issues I've had uh, the past, what, couple years, I guess. Um, But yeah, since the pandemic, it's been incredibly difficult for me to feel good or feel motivated to try to book stuff. Um, And it, it, there's, it's, it's a kind of anxiety that I've got because my my theory is that like uh I don't really know it's just there's so many people that I used to know or that I know no longer do comedy so like when I was in Chicago last month um I hit I hit up who I knew who ran shows and that was not very many people anymore You know, it was only a handful of people, if that, uh, who ran stuff. And in the past, there's more shows, there's more people. And, you know, people, because of the pandemic, uh, either stopped doing comedy or got moved. You know, a lot of people moved back to where they started or where they're from in smaller scenes. Because, honestly, it's, it's, you don't have to live in one of those big cities if you, if you know how to, like, do road stuff and if you've already got like connections at clubs 
you don't really have to be in the in the shit you can live in uh you know des moines and be okay or kansas city even and be fine um so it's very difficult it's been very difficult booking stuff and also like the motivation in general just to uh put myself out there anymore in that way because uh every every little problem bubbles up to the surface whenever i'm about to do it because it, it's always like well the video i've got isn't uh great it's good it's a good video but like it's there's always that those doubts you have about um uh, anything you do, anything that you have, you know, like my video is good and I know it's good. I, it's, it's, I crushed, I did really well on it, but still there, I'm good. There's nothing is ever good enough. And that's, that's one of the worst parts that I've noticed about, uh, doing all this is that even the coolest stuff that I, that I've done, I have no other, I've, I, I can't bask in it because I have to get more. There has to be more to attain, um, which is really, it's self-defeating because you're never going to catch that dragon, probably. And if you do, then what? You're just going to burst into flames and that's it. But yeah, I've been having a pretty difficult time uh, booking stuff outside of places that I know I've had trouble booking before. So like if I'm booking something in Denver, Colorado in general, I'm all, I know where to go. I have a pretty easy time of it, but like Chicago is tough for me. Um, and I don't really know why, like I explained before, like a lot of people I knew aren't there anymore. Um, so I don't know as many people and it's hard to just kind of reintroduce yourself for me, at least it's hard to place all this stuff on somebody new who I'm not already friends with, <laughs> which is silly. Cause like that's most of, uh, doing this cause you're going to have to book stuff yourself. And I preach this all the time. Like, you know, you got to get out there and be brave and, uh, you know, put yourself out there, blah, 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 get, be uncomfortable, go to towns you're not used to and meet people you've never, you would have never met otherwise. Um, but yeah, it's just been very difficult. And I, every, every comedy thing, I, I, it's probably because I've, I've had a rough year, uh, with moving back and having to live in, you know, my base, my parents' basement just kind of fucking sucks. Um, and the motivation, it, it's dead. Like, normally I'd, I'd rise to the occasion. In the past, I would rise to the occasion. But I don't know. I, just, I feel like I'm, like, lost a lot of times. Um, and honestly, like, the one of the few things that really brings me a lot of joy is getting back to my roots and just going to open mics and doing old jokes that... I've always known her good, but I just never um, put out there correctly, like with the writing and uh, style and all this shit. Um, and that's been going well. Like, that's a positive for sure. 
I think something that really haunts me is that this is going to be become a full like a job job in that I'm going to hate it and I don't want to hate it. Does that make sense? Void. Does that make sense? Endless ether in which I occupy. So that was a good start (laughs) to the joke podcast. (laughs) Uh, A deep dive into my mental state. Um, Yeah, it's it's been difficult. I have not felt very... uh, funny in terms of like right i haven't written a joke that i really really like in a long time i don't remember the last time i did uh which stinks because that's my bread and butter you know you gotta i gotta write uh i've barely written all spring and summer honestly like i i wrote a little bit today and that was the first time i'd really done anything in quite a while um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh like I I do this every now and then I'll go it's all cyclical where um I'll write for like a month or two weeks or something and everything's a joke, everything's joke 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 until it fries my brain. Like I can't think of a joke again or I'll jump off a bridge. Um and I think that happened a few months ago, because I, I know I came up with a couple, two, no, about three or four jokes I think that I, I liked, but I don't really know what they are yet. Um, I just, I'm not, I'm not as confident in them as I have been in the past with new jokes. Um, but I'm in that, I'm in that cycle where like summer's happening and tours are, I've got to put together tours and all this stuff. And that's all I'm thinking about. And that's, I think the trouble with that is that all I'm thinking about is booking shit to the point that it freaks me out to actually book it. Uh, so if anybody wants to be my booking agent, <laughs> please, <laughs> I have, uh, I'm very famous these podcasts get at least five views every other episode it's pretty good (laughs) so if anybody wants to help 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 out a fucking depressed goofball in his parents basement uh that'd be great i will again i'll I'll be moving to chicago in uh, about 50 days probably i don't know something like that um so hopefully I can entrench myself into that uh, scene. It'll be nice. I've never been a part of a big, like a like a top five scene. So um, I've always kind of looked at it from the outside uh, looking in. So it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling good. I think this might be the jolt that I need um, to come to terms with the fact that this is my job and it's got to be a job but it's also going to be fun like that's why I want it to be a job because I love doing it um but I've got this mindset that jobs are stupid and money is fake and uh I need money and I need a job to make money so in that respect this is a job that I begrudgingly love to do sometimes not all not all the time is it begrudging um, but 
yeah, that's my spiel. There's probably going to be more about it because I don't, I don't, uh, this isn't, this isn't scripted, clearly. This is a, a throw-up podcast, just, like, open the Anchor app and press record and throw shit at the wall and see which one stinks the most. Um, <clears throat> so, that's what, that's the plan. Um... Other than that, you know, I've been, I have been taking care of myself, which is nice. I haven't, I haven't drank in over two weeks. Um, and I really have barely drank all summer, save, uh, albeit but a few, a handful of times. But, uh, every time after I feel like shit and I hate it. The hangovers get so much worse the older you get. It's, it's wild but true. Um, how, important it is to take care of yourself in some sort of way in your late 20s I did it off and on like I I went vegan for a while probably the majority of my late 20s was I was vegan and I would quit drinking for a month or two at a time and then drink for like two weeks or a month and then do you know it's everything I do is cyclical which is dangerous not good but um I, I've been pretty good about it recently. Like I've went vegan again, uh, and that's pretty easy. It's fun. Started eating canned vegetables again. Those are decent. If it, it, I would make fresh vegetables, but the prep is, I hate prepping. Like I love beets, and prepping a beet is probably the most arduous and horrible thing I've ever had to do in a kitchen. I love doing kitchen stuff, right? I love cooking. But making beets is a fucking nightmare. Carrots, to a lesser extent, is a nightmare as well. Because I, 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 want, I want a soft carrot. And I, I know I can boil it. But it doesn't carrots aren't the same size all the way throughout the whole carrot so it doesn't it's not all going to be the same texture do you understand this <laughs> this is difficult it's hard to be alive right now but anyway uh canned vegetables rule i've been eating carrots and fucking uh beets from a can uh and i love it i don't give a shit i love it i've been doing fun stuff with spinach recently fresh spinach uh I eat a lot of burrito bowls, and I'm trying not to eat um, uh, wraps, like uh, tortilla shells, anymore. So I'll take a, a spoonful of the burrito bowl and put it in a fucking uh, spinach leaf. Boom! That's a shell. That's like a lettuce wrap or whatever, almost, but it's tinier. It's like a lettuce wrap for uh, uh, thumbelinas. That's what they're called, thumbelinas. Um, but yeah, I've been, I'm trying, you know, I went a few times played basketball down at the park um this this one this kid oh man his name henry i think hank paul i don't remember some something from the bible he came down i was playing ball and this 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 really lanky tall kid came down and he had like white i think it was sheetrocking or something he had white powder all over his like body and his face i know it wasn't cocaine because he wasn't losing his fucking mind uh, and it was in the middle of the day, but, um, he was like, Hey, you mind if I play with you? I was like, yeah, of course go for it. 
and he had never, I guess he'd never played basketball before, so this is kind of interesting, but he was, like, six foot two, he's, like, a tall, lanky kid, dude could almost fucking dunk, he took his shoes off, took his boots off, he had, like, work boots on, like, Timberlands, or, I don't know, I don't know what the work, fuck, Red Wings, I don't know what they are, but anyway, so he was just goofing around in his socks, and he can, he was, like, within an inch of dunking on a ten-foot rim, he never played basketball before, apparently, didn't know how to shoot a basketball, he was throwing it with his, with one-handed, which was crazy. Uh, he was bad at it, but it didn't matter because he'd never tried it. So he wasn't really bad at it. You can't be bad at something you've never tried. Um, but it was really something else. It was like watching a... It's like when you watch sea tur- baby sea turtles hatch out of their eggs and they know to go towards the ocean. It's like this this goofy, freakishly tall... 17 year old instinctively knew like he could touch he could hit red he could he was grabbing the rim without the ball if if yeah the ball was hindering him from slam dunking <laughs> it was just all natural talent it was crazy i couldn't fucking believe it i didn't believe a natural talent before that now he changed he changed my entire life's perspective cuz like now i understand why i can throw a football so far it's just in my blood, my f- farmer's blood. They, my grandpa and my dad and my uncle were just tossing hogs in the cornfield every day because it was in their parents' blood, in their parents' blood, and blah, 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 blood, blah, blood. That was a joke I did last night at the open mic. It was, uh, um, I did a bunch of old stuff last night. I hadn't done an open mic in three weeks i think i'd been i've been sick i was sick for like i had some really shit sinus stuff for like four or five days um of course i was we were in chicago we i think we did a mic there that was probably the last mic but i didn't try any like actual mic stuff it was mostly material um <clears throat> so like yeah last oh I'll, i went to the rhino mic in north kansas city last week but i was 25th on the list and by the time they got to the 10th person it was already nine o'clock and I wanted to go to Walmart. So I went to Walmart instead and bought uh, stuff, bananas that I needed. Eat fruit, dude. Fruits are good. I just ate a bunch of grapes. Uh, ate a banana this morning. I'm living, dude. Eating healthy is nice. I had two avocados that I tossed in my burrito bowl today. Fucking rules. You don't really, I don't really notice eating, like, how I feel after I eat well, but I know that I'm eating well, and that's good enough for me most of the time. Uh, I don't really, I've never really noticed, other than drinking, like, most of it is just the guilt stuff. Like, I just feel bad, because when I do something I know I shouldn't have done, and now it's just, like, it's polarized the more, the older I get. I'm like, ah, you're taking fucking days off of your already fleeting life, you old piece of shit. So I did drink an entire six-pack of uh, non-alcoholic IPA the other day and watched uh, The World's End, that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, Edgar Wright movie. Didn't really like that movie when I first saw it, and I watched it recently, and I think it's great. It's really good. They They made really good movies. Shaun of the Dead... Hot Fuzz. I think it's the third best movie that they made, but it's also very good. 
so it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> but yeah, I had a good night. I drank six of those fuckers and was like, it felt like I drank beer because they they're like beers, but they just don't have booze in them. And it felt like I drank beer, like it was heavy, and you know, I was like, my brain was thinking like, why am I not fucked up? Which is kind of weird. <clears throat> so I might not drink another six pack of <laughs> a full six pack of NA beers in a setting, but uh I think I just like beer. I really just like beer. And the fact that they make non alcoholic beers now that actually taste good is pretty sweet. I'm a big fan of that. I don't like the alcohol part of it anymore. Because that really stinks. I don't uh make good decisions anymore when I drink. You know, I'm not in a good headspace to drink. Uh, nothing about it is uh, helping me in any way. So I'm really happy not doing that. <clears throat> um, so if you have, if you'd like to talk about sobriety, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> Rule. That'd be great. Uh, anyway, every time I start one of these podcasts, like I, I think like, oh, I haven't done one of these in a few days or a week or whatever. And it's always after an open mic where old jokes that I haven't done in a long time or new jokes that I haven't, I've never done do well. Um, and so that is to preface that I did some old jokes last night that did pretty well. And then I asked my comic friends after the, like, after my set, like, did, was that actually good or am I just full of shit? And they're like, yeah, it's actually good. So I, they've been double, these jokes have been double penetrated into my brain as good jokes now. Um, I'm getting fucked from both ends by these jokes, which is a good thing. Uh, both sides of my brain are getting plugged. Um, and the joke, the, the, the first one that worked was the voodoo joke. And I think I've told that one before on this podcast. 100% I've told it on this podcast before, but it's, uh, um, I collect voodoo dolls, but only the ones that look like me. And, uh, I had, I didn't have a good, I didn't know what I needed to do with that joke. And until recently when I, I, I looked at that joke, I was like, don't worry about the ending of it because that's fine. Just come up with a beginning of it. And I did something that I don't really care for too much doing uh, that I don't really like doing. It's kind of a lead-in to a joke. Um, and it's, I start that joke with, I'm a paranoid person. I collect voodoo dolls, but only the ones that look like me. And that makes that last part the punchline. Which is something that I always wanted to do with that joke. But I couldn't figure it out until I came up with that. And it worked really well last night, I think. I'm going to have to try it a handful of other times. But I think that's the second time I've done it like that. And I, I don't remember the first time, but I know that I've said it like that before. Probably at the Rhino a couple months ago, but... Um, I, I feel like that's decent. Now I just have to figure out where it goes in like the next, um, class of jokes. Like the ones that are, are almost there, like close to the set set, but not quite. And it's not because they're not funny yet. It's because I don't have a place for them that logically makes sense to me. Um, but I like that joke. I've always liked that joke. 
this is an, another joke that I want to do that I want to bring back and see what see how it goes. All it is is uh, um, I had a weird week. I start I start doing that kind of stuff too, where I just like I had a certain like it's all these lead ins that make the joke a little bit better, and that's all that needs to get it over there. But uh, the joke uh, for that is I had a weird week. I fell on a lamp and the genie died. I think that's pretty funny. I think that, because uh, I don't think anybody sees that coming. Even if it's a lamp. It doesn't, I don't, I, to me, in my head, I wouldn't see that coming. Um, even though I came up with the joke. <laughs> so I guess I did see it coming. But anyway, it's like, uh, you know, saying God doesn't see, doesn't know when bad things are going to happen. He does. But anyway, um, well, he doesn't really, but, you know. You, you get it because uh, he's not he's dead we killed him Nietzsche uh, Fred Fred Nietzsche Fred Nietzsche Fred Nietzsche German uh, philo anyway um, pedof- I, <laughs> pedophilo anyway <laughs> I fucking rule uh, I did uh, that I want to do that joke I keep forgetting to write it down I'm going to write it down uh, right now actually um, if I remember how to spell genie G E, my pen work. Genie, All right? Fucking pen work. Bought a bunch of new pens, trying to jumpstart my uh, process, and now I just click them a bunch because they got good clicks. Buy nice pens. I like nice pens until I break the little pocket thingy on them, and then I throw them away. I don't throw them away, but I don't use them unless it's in a pinch. But the other joke. I brought back, and I recently saw this on one of my old uh, Comedy Juice videos that from, like, Indianapolis five years ago. Uh, I, I don't remember ever doing this joke anywhere but during this show, and I think it's because I was running out of jokes to tell, and I wanted to pepper in jokes that I wasn't sure of just to get, out, get it over to the, to the good, next good joke. So this joke was, uh, I was arrested for impersonating an undercover cop, uh, he just came up behind me and cuffed me, and I said, uh, why the hell did you just cuff me? And he said, you know exactly why I just cuffed you. And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he said, God damn it, you're good. And that did really well last night. And then I ended it with, uh, so now I'm a cop, uh, but don't tell anybody. And that did pretty well. That was a riff. Uh, and that did well. So now, like, it's funny because I'll, I'll think of a riff after telling a joke that has never really done that well. And then it's automatically in the set after the riff. Because sometimes the riff is just better than the joke, which is fine. It's the same thing with my Abe Lincoln joke with the... Um, can you imagine what America would be like if Abe Lincoln wasn't so easy to sneak up on? And then the riff was that I did just at an open mic one night... Uh, was just a mad. I like imagining John Wilkes Booth walking through a theater holding up a penny to people's heads, saying like, "Ah, oh, no, that's not him." That part crushes almost every time, and the Lincoln part doesn't do well. The last time I did it though, I was in Indianapolis. It did both of them did pretty well, and I was really happy about that. But um, it is it's funny to um when that happens so like you you come up with something on the spot that's pretty funny and you're just like well there's a new there's a new bit there's a new joke 
This is how it works. You're right on stage. That's important. That's something I've I had to learn. Uh, I don't know. Probably like four or five years in, when I started to get bored with just doing my regular stick to the script shit, was just playing around, goofing off, like in between the jokes and seeing what sticks. And you know, like honestly, that might be half of my set at this point not half but like a good a chunk of it and that's good i think that's good like it it feels good to to come up with something write something and have it work but also it it's it's a testament to how um how much better i've gotten on my feet than uh in the past like five or six years when something off the top of my head works because i it's also a, a confidence thing like you can have these these ideas pop in your head on stage and you just like nope don't say it you know stick to the script say what you got to say say what you wanted to say whatever you got to take that that leap you got to jump um it's worth it it's a lot of fun when yeah when you when you stop caring so much about what other people are going to think and you just worry about like what you're doing especially at open mics like I know that like open mics are for seeing if it works, seeing if it's got legs or whatever. But for me, like most of the time I know when a joke's going to work, if it's like a good idea, if it's clever, blah, blah, blah. I've said this before, but, um, but I still cared about like what people thought of it. Obviously I'm still, uh, proud of that joke. And if it doesn't work, I'm like, well, fuck you guys. You know, you guys are stupid and dumb and wrong. Um, but, yeah, when you when you stop caring, it's not even throwing caution to the wind anymore. Because you're just, there's no caution at all. Um, you just don't care. And that's cool. I think that it, it's good to go up there without a net and not worry about how you do. Because it's an open mic. And to a to a greater extent, like even like showcases and shit, like unless you're the main guy and you're in your or whatever main person, and you're not, you're not gonna fucking ruin the show by doing by being loose. Then do it. You know why not? What do you what do you, you have nothing to lose? And if the show has nothing to lose, then you're not gonna get badgered by other comics for it. So why not just do it? Throw shit at the wall. And then lick it up, you dirty little pigs. Uh, what was the other... Did I do another joke last... I tried to do my hide-and-seek joke. And it just... It, it's not there. I don't know. I like that joke. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that joke's ever going to be funny enough... To get in the... Like, it has been in the set, the proper set before, but I don't remember saying it more than a couple times in the past like five years, which is crazy because it's always there when I write when I write the set, the full set out, and I never tell it. <clears throat> and it has done well before, but I just don't. I don't know. I, last night I wasn't planning on saying it, so I just kind of it's a longer one of my longer ones, which I'm not used to. So I kind of slowed. It, I said it pretty slowly because I wasn't quite sure what I was saying. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta work on that one. I think, 
something I, this is why I don't worry about having writer's block so much is because I've got all these other jokes in the backlog that I can work on. And that is still writing. It's, I'm still writing these jokes. They're never done. So I don't, I'm not worried so much about having writer's block or not writing. Like, I don't know if I have writer's block. I, I do have writer's block. It's hard for me to think of stuff to write about because I feel I've got this thing in my head where I'm like, you've written about just about everything, like every fucking stupid subject you can think of. Um, and it's hard for me to like write more jokes about that certain, another, uh, about a subject that I've already written jokes about as well. Uh, like all the whale jokes I have, they were written years apart and they just kind of happened. I wasn't like setting down like, Oh, you need another whale joke or whatever, or like the fucking pedophile jokes. They just kind of happened. I didn't plan on that. Um, but I do, I'd, I'd, I'd rather have different jokes about different stuff than 10 different jokes about fur coats or homeless people or whatever, dogs. Always The first thing I always think of in my head when I try to think of jokes is dogs, and I don't know why. I've got two dog jokes, three dog jokes maybe, and I tell one of them half the time. So I don't know, maybe I'm trying to think of a better dog joke. I I did pop I this old one popped in my head recently and I used to do this like 2 years in I think and I think it's still got I think it's still funny but I just I don't remember why I quit saying it. It's uh I had a puppy growing up uh because that's what they do. That joke worked pretty much every time. And I think I stopped telling it because it comes off as like smarmy to me. Um and just like that's what they do. It's like shut the fuck up. But I think it's funny and I'll probably bring it back. I got to do more of those jokes about pets. I've got that goldfish joke too, which is funny. Uh, and I did it at a mic probably a little over a month ago. I think the mockingbird mic. Uh, and it, it worked. It was, uh, I, uh, I like to cut out the middleman, which is why I raise my goldfish in my toilet. Uh, I think that's funny. I've never gotten the wording down perfectly for that i don't like saying i like to cut out the middleman that's it's another like lead-in thing that i really don't like saying i want to trim all the fat that i possibly can but with that i think i have to keep something about middleman in there because the way i'd prefer to say it is um i raise all my gold i raise my goldfish in my toilet because i want to cut out the middleman i don't know if that's funnier though i guess i should try it but to me, that's not as funny because the, the punchline is that I raise my goldfish in toilets. That's gross and weird. But it makes sense if you're cutting out the middleman. Anyway, I'll work on that. Um, I'll, I am moving to Chicago at the end of August. So uh, if you are listening to this and you are from Chicago or you book shit in Chicago, I'd love to do your show. I don't, really, I don't have any uh, um, allegiance to anybody in Chicago. So just I'll do anything. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, I'm excited to live up there. It's going to be fun. Um, also, if, uh, you are a local person, like in Kansas City and you have a show and you want to book me, book me, please. I'd love to do your show before I move. Um, or if you just want to hang out, we can hang. I don't care. Come to Weston and we can get barbecue and I can eat French fries. That sounds pretty good to me. 
Um, but yeah, uh, also I'm selling stickers. If anybody's interested in a sticker, just hit me up. It's uh, name your price, so just send me whatever you think it's worth. I, I'll give you a button as well uh, and write a joke for you that I'll put on a piece of paper. It's in my handwriting, which is really bad, so you know it's real. Um, but yeah, follow me uh, at I am Aaron Naylor on all my stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about the future, which is nice. So I hope you are too, even though, uh, times are pretty bleak for a lot of people. And that's really, that's really shitty in this country. It's a nightmare. But anyway, on a higher note, um, praise God. (laughs) Fuck him. All right. Bye. I love you.